0: Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was partially made possible by the Alumni Association of the University of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Branchett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of... Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Chaos shakes the group to its very core. Cain admitted everything about the dark magic of the tether to Iris. She was horrified of Cain's decision to kill Abel Granfield and turn Cain's promise ring into a tether. Iris demanded that they find Abel's body and give him a proper burial. The two left each other, calling off their relationship, agreeing to take some time away. Evelyn bonded further with Maddie McFinfan as the two found kindred spirits in each other. Dr. Egan and Zack rescued the hive band from the clutches of the campus police, Egan even hypnotizing one of the officers to destroy all the evidence gathered from the incident. The plan didn't go as well as hoped, as Sergeant Bull Steele was in fact in the back investigating the evidence and stopped Travis's drug journal from being destroyed. Within the journal, Bullsteel found many names of interest, including Abel Grantfield. Our chapter ended with Cain suffering from nightmares from his tether ritual while his demon bestie watched on. The demon bestie, unknown to Cain, is now in possession of the blood-red promise ring, Cain's Tether. Let's get back, everybody, to Oakhurst. Welcome back to Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 24. The Divided Club. Our camera opens on an office decorated with many awards for Peacekeeper of the Year and uh, merit awards from the Mayor of Oak Haven and the various Deans and Vice Presidents past of Oakhurst, and we see Fox Holly. Sitting in front of her beautifully carved desk and a high back leather chair and standing over her, finishing his cigarette, is Bullsteel. And he is so big, like his head is almost hitting the ceiling. And he puts the cigarette out on the fine ashtray that she has. You can see there's actually a, a recording device in the room right next to Fox Holly. And he ends his statement with, and then I broke his fucking arm. He tried to tamper with evidence. I acted. That's it. That's all I have. And after a moment of thinking, Fox Holly hits stop on the recorder, studies him for a moment, and says, Well, Sergeant Bullsteel, here's what I can say. I may not know what occurred that night, and the other officer says something very different. He says that nothing happened, the whole night was completely quiet, and then you forcibly walked in in a rage and broke his arm. We have hooked him up to a lie detector test, and he's passed the flying colors. He says, at no time was anyone brought in, and at no time did anyone come in. So I don't know who to believe. Officer Bullsteel, you do have a record of jumping to the wrong conclusion and putting students in danger, so you can see why my hands are tied. God damn it! And he slams on the table and it shatters the ashtray, and he just takes a deep breath. Um, Fox Holly doesn't even flinch. She just kind of still staring at him th- through the eyes, and she says, Nevertheless, something is strange. I will agree. Nothing like this has ever happened, and clearly evidence was tampered with. And clearly, the CCTV cams were destroyed, and you claim you didn't do it, and he claims he didn't do it, and you both passed the fucking polygraph test. So here's where I am. I don't believe you fully, Sergeant Steele. But I'm not willing to throw this case out the window and let your record speak for itself. I'm willing to give you one chance." And Bullsteel picks up the pieces of the ashtray, puts it on her desk, walks over to the door, turns around, and gives her the salute. "'I understand, Captain.' "'Good. You're dismissed, Sergeant.' He walks through the bullpen where all the other cops are and their various desks and they all kind of are looking at him some of them in fear some of them in mockery as he's been uh embarrassed in the past by some bullshit rockerhead kid apparently at coffee bobs and that's been kind of the talk of the bullpen for a bit bullsteel picks up the little cardboard box that's labeled able <laughs> And with uh, you you see that there's starting to be some paperwork in there and he brings it to the back in an evidence room and we see shelves and shelves and shelves of evidence um, going back probably decades and he puts it on the right shelf closest to him and you see there's kind of a line of this shelf and our camera's kind of sweeping past the various names on these boxes. And we can see one Tupperware lid, it's see-through and inside you see a bag and inside the bag is a bloody knife and there's a few Jabberwocky masks and we see Coffee Bob. It says Bob's comma (laughs) coffee.
1: No actual last name. <laughs> no, well, no. His, his
0: his last name is legally Bob. First name legally Coffee. Oh my God. And as it pans across a few other names that we don't recognize, it does settle on one tiny, tiny box. And on the cardboard, it just says, Mo Pickton Oakhurst Film School. And on that close-up shot, our camera fades away. And welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast. We are back in Oakhurst, in underground of Monster Hearts tale. Welcome back, everyone, and good evening.
2: Good evening. Good evening. evening.
0: (laughs) So, yes, some uh, shady shit happened last time. Lots of things were revealed, plots and uh, intrigue. Uh, All of you kind of find yourself in your own shit right now. Mm -hmm. So really interested to see how you all dig yourselves out. (laughs) So I guess with further ado, let's uh, jump on in. And see how you're all going to dig yourselves out of this lovely quagmire you all find yourselves I brought in. Brought
2: my
3: shovel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Our camera opens on a snowy day at Oakhurst. And the bell, you know, chimes in the morning, and the energy of a Sunday in the quad, and people playing games, and clubs meeting and enjoying the snowy beauty of the campus. Slowly wake Iris and Kane up in your respective
4: rooms. Kane, you can just hear, like, God damn it. Peter, shut up. Shut up. And he like throws a pillow at this stupid chicken that he
3: hates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you throw the pillow at it and it like matrix like jumps in the air and like flips behind you and you swear you hear it go like fuck, 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 fuck. I'm
4: I'm, I'm sorry, chicken. I just I'll try I'm just taking my anger on you. It's not your fault. You just you just remind me of <laughs> you just remind me of <laughs> and he starts crying.
0: <laughs> Prince Prince Cluckington, or I guess now known as Peter. I yep. was named him Peter, but his yep. real name is Prince Cluckington. But you don't know that. You you just know him as Peter. So Peter uh, flies up onto your bed as you're crying, Kane, and just like gently with his beak, kind of like taps your tears. Oh,
4: thanks. Ow, thanks. Ow, thanks. <laughs> Iris, how about you?
1: Okay, um, yeah, Iris has not slept all night, and I think for the first time since she's been here, she actually looks a little tired, which is really weird, um, to see her, and she is going to do two things. First thing she's going to do is she's, um, she's actually going to go out onto her balcony, kind of look towards, like, the direction of Kane's room, um, but she kind of, like, grits her teeth because there's something that's been weighing on her since she was in what she doesn't know was the darkest self. She feels like there's something that was still not quite in balance. Um, and even though it scares her, she's going to go do it. So she's going to quickly fly back to where they buried Abel.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. She's going to go back there and she's going to kneel down in front of his uh, where they buried him and pick a flower out of her hair and lay it down on the grass. And She's gonna say, Abel, I am... I am so, so sorry about what happened to you, and I wish I could have been there to stop it. I... I want to make you a promise to you and to myself and to all the innocent people on this campus to to do all in my power to destroy the darkness that plagues this school and stop and stop Cain's bestie and um she kind of like <laughs> stands up and her eyes glow just like the, the littlest bit of green like when she was in Darkest Self and she just mumbles and a fairy always keeps her promise
0: as soon as you say that the, the night flowers that grew last night that you caused to kind of grow around the grave, remember like most of this is snowy and these flowers are still kind of there you see that the night has kind of killed most of those petals off and they just gently, as soon as you say that they just gently let go and they float in the air kind of Forrest Gump style and all kind of gently come to rest in, a, in the smallest part of the lake that is not frozen Which is where you found him, and they're just kind of sitting there, and almost dancing in the water.
1: She lets out like the biggest breath, because even just promising that, she's like terrified that she did, but she feels like it was the right thing to do, and she can't keep just ignoring (laughs) what's happening with that. And she just smiles at the petals, and then she's going to sit down and just kind of stare at them and collect her thoughts for probably like 15 minutes. And then she's going to get up and she's going to fly over to Kane's balcony.
0: Kane, what have you been doing this morning besides crying next to a chicken?
4: <laughs> so he got in contact with Jeeves and asked Jeeves to, as quickly as possible, bring up a nice bouquet of flowers that are the freshest he could find because he wants to um, just give them to Iris. Um not necessarily in person he kind of wants to leave them either at her door or in her room or something just with a little note and i'll say that in this moment he's just sitting there in his tidy whities at the desk <laughs> still in his aviator wearing his aviators though and <laughs> writing the note that he wants to leave with the flowers and the flowers are just sitting next to him as well
0: yeah absolutely so kane you went down to jeeves to get those flowers and told him You know, kind of what they were for, and he said, "I would love to deliver your handmade flowers, uh, sir, handpicked. Please, just wait at your room." And he hand delivers them incredibly fast, way faster than any other dorm. You know, uh, the roots probably you wouldn't even get the flowers. Just know (laughs) they would come, probably just like a half-rotted. I don't know sandwich or something instead but you know he's delivered thank you sir I hope you enjoy your flowers and he leaves you be and Kane as you're sitting there writing in your underwear with this chicken roaming around your (laughs) apartment and then Kane you see just a little bit of a rainbow catch the light as your face is drawn towards it and you see Iris kind of slowly flying towards you as the light is kind of piercing through her wings each time they expand making little uh flashes of rainbow As she gently lands on your sand beach balcony.
4: Oh, shit. And he tries as quickly as possible when he sees her to, like, try and toss on some pants. But he's, like, struggling and he falls over and he lands on his ass. And he's just sitting on the floor with one leg in his uh, ripped jeans with his foot poking through one of the holes in it rather than the bottom.
1: (laughs) There's a door, right, Eric? There's, like, a, a door to get into the... Yeah,
4: it's like a glass sliding door.
1: She kind of, like cracks it open a little bit and says hi um is this a bad
2: time
4: um no no it's it's never a bad time i i i actually didn't expect to see you so soon um come in Hmm. it's cold out
1: yeah she comes in and closes the door um i have some things i wanted to say to you kane and i i want to say them quick before they leave my head and i forget the right words that i think i put together to say them because it's very confusing um Do you mind if I say them to you right now? Uh,
4: Of course. And he just kind of stands up in his tidy whities
1: Do you want to put those pants on that you're trying to get on? No,
4: no, this is more important. (laughs) Please go. Okay.
1: Um, She just starts, like, slowly pacing around the room, and she takes a deep breath, and she says, Okay. I've been doing a lot of thinking for the past night which is a lot more than I usually do Hmm. um and I realized ever since ever since I met you Kane, I've been doing things differently than my clan would expect me to behave or even how I expect myself to behave just by following my heart while I've been here I mean I committed to you when I thought I never would with anybody and I stayed with you, even though I knew you had a demon in your head that I knew doesn't do great things. It's like, it's like my human emotions are are, are mixing and clashing with my face spirit and making me do things that are kind of in this gray area that I wouldn't expect to experience. And, or, or maybe I'm just a little different than the others in my clan, a bit more complicated, which I guess maybe makes sense too, but they say that love makes you do crazy things, right?
4: (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) The most awkward of laughs. (laughs)
1: She just kind of gives a half smile and then her face gets really serious again and she says, Now, what you did to Abel was the most horrible act and I can never forgive you for that, Cain.
4: I understand. And we
1: can't just... Pick up where we left off and pretend like it didn't happen because it did. And it it was horrible and it did. And she kind of gets like a flash of like seeing his dead body at like the bottom of the lake when she was like picking it up. But for some reason, my heart doesn't want to give up on you. And she kind of just goes over and like very, almost like they've never actually held hands before. She kind of like takes his hand a little bit and she says, I... And I want to try to help you move towards more good, Cain. I'm not sure entirely yet how we would do that, but you've only been shown a lot of darkness in your life, and that needs to be remedied if you want it to. And against my better judgment, a part of me would miss you, especially knowing how little time you have left now. And... I guess and what I'm trying to say is show me the good in you, Cain, and maybe we can mend this. We would have to start over, and we would have to start slow, but it's there if you want it. And... Okay, one more thing, too. Mm-hmm. If you want to do this, you have to also promise me that you will never again harm another innocent life like you did to Abel, because I can't... My heart can't take that and I don't think I can come back from that. So, and she kind of lets go of his hand and steps back and says, so I think that's everything, if that makes sense. If you're willing to start over with me and and try and bring more good into the world, then we can give it a shot. If you're willing to also make that promise to me. And she kind of like sits down on the ground and just says, okay, I said it.
4: Yeah, I... I am willing to make that promise. I can't I cannot imagine this world without you. I can't imagine going on with the little time I have left without you. i I'm willing to promise anything. And to promise not to harm another innocent life honestly doesn't sound like a hard thing to do.
2: For, it for be. most people.
1: Which it, sh- it it shouldn't be gain. I just I don't wanna make you I don't want to force you to be what you don't want to be. But I just can't... I just need that. I think if, if I'm going to try and stay with you, I need to know that I'm with someone who's also putting good into the world, too.
4: Honestly, Iris? And he removes his aviators, and you see his eyes are really red and puffy. Oh, Aww. Okay. Um... None of this was ever who I wanted to be. I mean, every choice I've made, even the way I dress, none of this is... Who I want it to be, it's who I feel like I have to be. And I really like the idea of maybe taking some affordance over my own life, even just for a little bit. and if and if you really are willing to help me with that, I I owe you everything. They're, like that is the <laughs> nicest thing anyone's ever done for me, and I don't know what I can do to possibly m- repay you for your acts of kindness, Iris. You are the most incredible person i have met and your heart is so good (laughs) and a part of me really thinks you don't i don't deserve you but for but if it's your choice to be here then i'll take it because you make me the happiest i've ever been
1: she kind of smiles and, and gets up and kind of goes over to him and takes his hands again and says that makes me really happy to hear that kane Because I was really conflicted that I... I felt like I... I still wanted to be with you after what you did, but... It's what my heart wants, and I think it's better that... I try and leave this place... In a better place than it was when I got here. And... I didn't want you to just keep going towards the darkness, so that makes me really... Really happy, and again, I don't... Know how this will move forward, but... I think it's worth a shot to bring more good into the world and try and rebalance what happened.
4: You're right. And, uh, it might be healthy for us to take things a little slow. I mean, we did jump into this pretty fast, so...
1: I don't even think we really had a first date.
4: (laughs) No, actually, we didn't, come to think of it. We kind of just started dating. Um, okay, how about this, then? Hmm. A few days from now, after we have our space to breathe a little bit still and kind of get over everything and and be in a better place mentally. Why why don't we just go out to dinner?
1: Dinner? I like that.
4: You can choose where.
1: Okay. Just
4: as long as it's not Coffee Josh's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Iris gives a little half smile and said, we'll we'll have to work on your your feelings towards that maybe, but okay, not (laughs) Not coffee, Josh's. Okay, wow. I think I might try and go get some sleep. I haven't slept all night, and I'm surprisingly, for the first time in my life, tired.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, no, go go. And th- those are for you, by the way. And he points to the table. Um, I didn't finish the note, but I mean, what I was gonna say was just crap. So, uh, I'm no. glad I'm glad we talked in person.
1: Are you sure you don't want to write down what you wanted to say? I could read it later.
4: No. Uh, here, I'll, here! I'll show you how bad it is now. And he grabs the paper. He just says, <laughs> "I tried to write it like my natural speaking voice." So it says, "Iris. Dot. Dot. Dot." I don't know what to say. And then he fl- turns the card. That's it. Oh. But y- you go get some sleep. I, I, uh, I gotta put pants on.
1: I'm looking forward to our first date.
4: Yeah, I'll uh. Swing by at 6.30 to pick you up.
1: <laughs> she, like, walks to the the window again, and she says, Well, you know where to find me? And then she brings out her wings again and uh, gives him another smile and then flies off with the flowers.
0: As you fly away, Iris and Kane, you're still kind of standing in, you know, the, the view of the glass plate door watching her go. Our camera zooms pretty far away, still with the balcony in view, though. And we see two feet with high socks and uh, uniform shoes dangling from a tree, and your bright green-eyed bestie is sitting in the tree watching this happen with a beautiful red ring on his finger. and his green eyes flash as he looks and you see with the hand with, with the finger he's gently petting a crow as a few of them are in the tree and as he sees Iris go his eyes kind of shrink in anger and with one small twist he just twists the crow's neck and it snaps and as the bird cascades down the tree and the bestie disappears our camera will fade away Our camera opens up on Evelyn. Now, Evelyn, last time we saw you, you had Maddie McFinn fan over and you watched Sleepy Hollow and had a bonding session together. So I'm going to ask you, as we move into the next season of the show in terms of season of weather, as we transition into spring, what would you like to do? Is there anything you want to accomplish?
3: I feel like during this time, Evelyn still feels absolutely horrible for her. The information that she gave Kane that led him to doing what he did. So (laughs) she's kind of delving into the whole mystery surrounding the campus and trying to learn more things to be able to potentially stop what's going on and help as many people as she can. So I think she's working on decoding uh, Coffee Bob's code book some more. so let's let's kind of
0: take it from here. So we're gonna actually take it uh, the morning uh, after Maddie has slept over. Maddie is currently curled up next to Whiskers like a cat in your bed. Oh. So they're both sleeping in like the same kind of formation. Um, you've gotten up a bit earlier and you're kind of leaning against your bed right now because um, it's one of the only places that you don't get leaked on from your ceiling. Makes sense. Yeah, I'd imagine (laughs) that by now you probably have, like, a few catch buckets that are kind of scattered around the room.
3: Oh, totally, 100%. Probably things that she's, like, found around the roots that she's just taken from the hallways or whatever.
0: Totally. What's What's more concerning is that each cup seems to be a different color. Like, one is more red, one is more blue, one is kind of green. So you're getting, like, different colored water leaking oh, from different areas. So that's kind of interesting. It's like oh painting God. the rainbow. And you are going over the journal. You've been going over this journal for a while. Last time, you rolled on it and you picked up quite a bit. Uh, you were starting to break the code. You realized it's a pretty um, intense code. It almost seems to shift as you go. So, Evelyn, why don't you give me an It's Showtime roll, and let's do plus cold. Let's make this analytical. That's a 10. Of course it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course it is. <laughs> As you start to comb over the journal, I'm gonna say that you've been at this for a few hours and with all the information you already have, you're making really big headway, Evelyn. Awesome. You notice that a lot of the journals are very fucking mundane. Like you can almost like hear it like in Coffee Bob's voice, and it's like to make the perfect espresso. <laughs> And 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 it's just like like scribbled, um, kind of just like secrets that he has. Like he goes, don't forget, pinch of salt. And he he, he kind of is, is building his. Uh, you see, like he's got a lot of like recipes for his his kind of like custom spice mixes and things like that. But every so often, you come across words that seem to be double underlined. And. You didn't notice this until now, because you thought that it was just another symbol representing a letter, but you actually found that next to each of these words that was double underlined, a symbol was drawn in, and it actually doesn't represent a letter. It was meant to be a symbol. What you notice is the words that are double underlined, none of them are the same, but the words that are sticking out are holy sacrament, the water of life, mineral of rejuvenation, the maroon rebirth are some of the many words that you're coming up, finding double underlined. And the symbol that is next to all of these is an oval. And inside the oval seems to be this pointed, jagged gem in the center. You even see references that he's going to church or to worship or something along those lines. And Evelyn, the last few passages are very erratic and that's specifically because there's a bunch of writing and scratching on top of the original entry, but we'll get to that in a second. Within the original entry, you see Coffee Bob talking about a plan, a terrible, horrible plan. He doesn't go into detail, but he does say that the time is right to initiate the terror and this will bring forth this wonderful age and that the end is being initiated and this will lead to all their salvations. However, you can see that over time, he seems to have gotten cold feet because he's tending to scratch things out and disagree with them in these little addendum notes that he's written to him himself. The second last entry states that Bob in his own hand says there's only one thing that I have to do I have to stop this plan there's only one way I can I can get the police's attention I, I can shut it all down I, I can stop a semester before this horrible fate even begins but the cost is so dear do I even have a choice? The very last page that you turn to is covered in coffee stains. So certain parts of it are missing. But it says, As I finalize the prep for tonight, I met someone today who came in for a job interview. A peppy, but kind of useless girl named Iris. (laughs) And yet, she had something strange about her. I wonder if she was brought to coffee stains then you read could be used to coffee stains if she passes the test coffee stains the circle will be broken coffee stains and that is the last entry into the journal of coffee bob r.i.p tm (laughs) incorporated maddie wakes up she throws her head over and like red hair kind of falls over your shoulders and over the book. What you reading?
3: Oh, um, uh, nothing. Just
0: C- covered in coffee stains. What a slob!
3: Oh, I know. Yeah, I told a friend I would try to clean it up for them a little bit and redo some of the notes.
0: It smells like sweat. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I really don't like people who can't take care of their books.
0: So, what are you doing? Fun day we got ahead. It's Um, a Sunday. Yeah? I don't really do anything on Sundays.
3: I mean, I don't usually either. Um, Just kind of hang out here, work on schoolwork. um, Hang out with Whiskers. Uh, Don't you have a boyfriend?
0: You know that guy that you always used to fawn over in the library? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Nick?
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah, Nick. Yeah, no, he's usually busy studying, so I don't like to bother him too much.
0: So, like, have you kissed him?
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Play a little tonsil hockey, laryngitis <laughs> lancing. <laughs> oh my
3: <laughs> god. <a> <laughs> oh, you make it sound so
0: crude, Mappy. <laughs> hey, when you boil it down, we ain't nothing but animals.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Um, hey, I was thinking, maybe sometime soon do you want to uh, work on those cooking lessons I mentioned to you? Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. Maybe we should get some Chardonnay and do a lot of cooking and I'll, we can do, like, a little bit of wine for the you know, the thing and a lot of wine for us. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, right now. No better time than the present. 10 a.m. I know a place. <laughs> Wait, you know a place? Cooking, cooking, wine day. Cooking, <laughs> cooking, wine day. Let's go! And she okay. grabs your head and she pulls you out of... The She pulls you out of the dorm room. And Evelyn, as you're rushed out of the dorm room, our camera holds in your room and holds just for a moment at the window and then pans down to the journal. And on that, it will fade away. Dr. Elizabeth Egan, what would you like to be doing during this time?
2: So, um, Elizabeth has gone, uh, right after she went to the, um, the police station, uh, she came back with the, the hive and then she was just like adrenaline was just going through her system as much as vampire adrenaline can go through one system. <laughs> and she just decides to go to her lab. Um, cause she still has the, the cure, um, that she, that she sort of, you know, got involved in this whole ritual thing. And she wants, she like desperately wants to find out if, what he did worked. Actually, she's going into her office because what she's done is she has converted her feeding room into, like she's pushed all of the equipment and stuff over to the side and she's brought in, she spent most of the night kind of bringing in um, a, like a workstation and a microscope. Oh, and, that's
0: cool. Yeah,
2: lots of like test tubes and um, and everything she needs to kind of uh, test this, this cure that, that she really hopes works. When you kind of enter the scene, she's she's um, dropping a little bit of uh, the cure into a test tube that always, already has some substances in it. She kind of swirls it around. She takes a, a little dropper and she kind of extracts a little bit of the substance and puts it on a slide and sticks it under the microscope. And then she just kind of looks to see what she can see in there. So as you're
0: looking through, um, you can see one of the agents that you added is, uh, your own blood, right? You, you want to add some of your, your vampiric blood. And what you see is when you're looking through the slide, you see that your, your blood cells are, as opposed to the normal human blood cells that are a bit more smooth. Yours are these like jagged blood cells. And you see something that looks like this this uh like bright red swirling with purples and stuff enzyme and the enzyme swallows up the cell and you see the 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 jaggedness begin to smooth Mm. as the color dissipates and they almost merge into one and it looks like a normal human cell
2: and she gets really excited she's just like oh yes here we go and, and she just watches it, and is there anything else that happens, or is it, is it just turning... How long
0: do you look at it?
2: Um, As long as I can kind of see the vampire cells there. I want to see what it does to the entire slide. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm going to
0: say that after after about 30 seconds to 45 seconds, every single cell in the slide has been converted back to a human cell. Hmm... So you've been looking at it for about 90 seconds now.
2: So she's actually going to try it again just because, you know, she has to test it. So she puts it aside and very carefully and she tries it again. And I'm assuming the same thing happens again. Yes. Okay. And then after that, she takes out the the original slide and puts it back in just to kind of see what time has done. When
0: you put it back, you see that the jagged cells have come back.
2: (sighs) Oh, And she's just absolutely furious, and she just stands up and she kind of slams her hands down on the on the workstation desk, and she pauses for a moment, and then she does one of those like dramatic backhand of all the materials off the off the <laughs> desk, Microf- uh, microphone, Mi- microscope <laughs> falling on the down. Almost my 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 microphone almost went flying there, um, and uh, <laughs> and glass shattering all over the place. And she just she's just seething and she just uh, she looks at the mess she just made and she's like, oh, fuck her. And she leaves her um, her secret room uh, to go look for some um, you know, materials to clean up because now she realizes she's got like chemicals and stuff on the ground.
0: And when you go to the lab and gather all your things, you head back to your office. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you're you got all your like cleaning materials and things in your arm um, standing at the doorway is jeremy runner oh, he's yes. staring at he's staring at your <laughs> office he looks back here and he goes elizabeth uh hi oh here here please let me let me help oh, you and, no, and he no, runs no, no, up and that's all right um me. no it's
2: okay it's are you okay. sure yes are, are you yes sure? no uh, okay. i'm okay. fine um oh, okay yeah, yeah here um and she kind of gives gives him her keys um oh, why didn't you open the door oh uh
0: yes yes please oh okay okay yeah uh and he does that for you
2: please. okay and uh, uh after you <laughs> <laughs> yes yes Um, so I'm actually going to just pause for a moment because, um, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with Jeremy at this point, because now she has this, this dilemma of, uh, Zach having, uh, gotten friendly with Jeremy again. (laughs) Um, okay. So Elizabeth goes in first and she puts the stuff down and she kind of pauses a moment because she has to think about what she wants to do. And... She turns around, and, and uh, I'm assuming Jeremy's still in the doorway.
0: Yes, he's waiting for permission. You can tell he is uh, trying to be as, as gentlemanly as possible right now. Oh, yes. Still, like, with a big smile on his face. And you can tell he's very excited to see you.
2: Mm-hmm. And she's just thinking about everything that has gone on and the fact that her experiment just failed and what that means. And she turns around and looks at him, and... She marches over to the doorway and she grabs him by the shirt and pulls him in her office and closes the door Whoa! and pushes him up against the, the back of the door. And um, what, is she, what is he wearing? Uh, he's got a lab coat
0: on and a pin striped dress shirt.
2: Okay, so she starts uh, working away at his buttons on his shirt and starts kind of opening up his, his, uh, his shirt and she starts to kiss him, you know, just totally make out with him. And, and this time she's a little bit more assertive in this. And she just... Elizabeth,
0: don't you think that we should... Uh,
2: and shut up. So- and she, she just starts kissing <laughs> He definitely kisses you back. He, he does. And so there's lots of making out right there. Very passionate, uh, assertive, aggressive making out. Um, animalistic. And then uh, she kind of leans in. She, she whispers in his ear... Do you want me to make you live your fantasy again?
0: Oh yeah, he's like he—he he honestly just like makes an animal sound, like.
2: And she starts <laughs> kissing. just a grunt comes out. she starts kissing <laughs> down his neck, and instead of, uh, and she's just kind of you know her 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 blood is just kind of boiling and and pulsating, and instead of using her nice clean cut of her knife in her her pendant she just sinks her teeth into his neck and she begins to feed what feeding options would you like uh right okay so picking two things is that i get the string back and he definitely doesn't die
0: okay cool good good to know so he's (laughs) he's looking woozy and a little (laughs) pale but he's yeah
2: yeah she's she's kind of taken a little bit more than usual
0: okay okay
2: so now she's going to do her hypnotic move uh to okay. you know erase the memory of what she's just done
0: roll, roll for hypnosis
2: oh, okay <laughs>
5: and she,
0: she gets a seven <laughs> okay so on a seven <laughs> the hypnosis works but you choose one they realize exactly what you've done to them they fuck up your commands or their sanity is unhinged
1: oh my gosh
0: oh
4: no those are all bad i know
2: yeah. <laughs> He realizes exactly what I've done to him. <gasps> oh, shit. Which kind of makes sense because she's left a big, you know, te- teeth mark. And this is not just fangs. This is like her whole teeth. So what do you want him to do with your hypnotic? So I u- do my usual, um, you know, trying to make him forget that all of this has happened, that she's just fed on him. And, uh, and she says that, you know, you will forget about all of this as soon as you leave and I like, close the door. So she kind of escorts him out and shuts the door behind him and then opens it up again. And she says, Oh, hello, Jeremy. So good to see you. He
0: used to snap back before. Mm Mm-hmm. And this time he kind of he looks at you with this like blank stare. And and just kind of
2: touches his neck.
0: (laughs) Um, oh. <laughs> I. Was. Did...
3: I. Yes. <coughs> um. I'm.
0: I'm. Uh. I'm not feeling too good. <coughs> um. Elizabeth, oh. maybe I should. Uh, yes, you're. I, a... I, I. I. don't want to give you any. Any sort of cold. I. I'm not. You know what. I. Oh, I'm. So... L- listen. I. I. I gotta go. I think I'm late for a. For, for a meeting. Or, oh. Are
2: or you sure something. you're right. You. You do look a little rosy.
0: Yeah. No. I'm i'm okay all
2: right okay well um Um, maybe i'll call you later Hmm? maybe stop by your house
0: Hmm? he turns away from you without even acknowledging it and just kind of walks away kind of holding his neck still very confused as he walks up the stairs
2: Hmm. and she doesn't quite know what to make of this because she's usually been pretty successful with her hip hypnotic uh powers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she just turns around and goes back in her office now well, she's proceeds to clean up the mess that she made that she made sh- she makes sure the door is closed so nobody can go in yeah absolutely so
0: as you are beginning to clean up after yourself mm-hmm. our camera pans over to your uh when you were Losing your shit, throwing your stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. What didn't get broken was the second slide. Mm. Because you had put the first slide and the second slide was down. Mm -hmm. Our camera pans down to that second slide really close. And you see that the cells are still human.
2: (gasps) So though right now
0: the experiment and the cure is not able to be consistently replicated, it is proof, Dr. Egan, that you are in fact on the right track to cure vampirism. And on that, our camera fades away. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale will return after a brief word from our sponsors.
5: And now, a word from our sponsor. Antonino's Pizza.
6: Our specialty is pizza, that's what we do. It's what we do best, we don't offer pasta, we don't offer wings, we don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town are your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and
0: LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi everyone, Eric, your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltailtheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes. The first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale. Iris and Kane. So, last time we saw you, you agreed that you would maybe try to go on your first date without any lies between you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucking hard,
4: apparently.
0: kind of coming coming you know at this with a new perspective um excited to see where that happens so I'm gonna leave it to both of you um who would like to to start with this
4: the week has probably been super awkward like maybe beating in the halls and wanting to give each other space and be like oh uh, hey yeah
1: um, yeah uh, dude, hi hi, heady, hi
4: heading to the ice box
1: oh <laughs> it's weird it's,
4: it's weird that's the one thing that's like kind of lower class about this place is we have to actually go to the ice box to get our own ice but I mean the martinis are great
1: yeah yeah who who doesn't like ice yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah it's solid can
0: you hurry bar. up please i need my ice machine oh, because right. sorry. Um, <sighs> my feet start to swell if i don't stick
4: them in ice <laughs> dude it's like 9am i'm so sorry <laughs> you have to start your day like that every day just go, just go first and then kane just like shit like that and then kane yeah, just yeah, walks yeah. down the okay. hallway like <laughs> so the
0: date uh let, let's actually take it from iris's perspective first mm-hmm. So, Iris, you stare at the clock and it's almost time for your date. What do you do?
1: Um, she's kind of like pacing. She's been ready for like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) And It's just like waiting. I feel like she has magazines on her bed that like talk about what you're supposed to do on a first date and stuff like that. You want the outfit to be like, nice but not too fancy to give him the wrong idea and so she's been like looking at all her overalls going oh my god i don't know um <laughs> <On the overalls.
0: laughs> what has she decided on what overalls has she decided well here's, here's the, they not
1: here's the thing yes i feel like what she did was she wanted this to be like a fresh start so she actually um went out and bought like a dress oh. a new dress so she's actually wearing a dress for once um in the winter <laughs>
4: oh no (laughs) that's okay
1: it's fine just like leggings underneath or something but yeah no she's just been ready to go and she's just kind of like trying to think of like conversation you know topics and stuff like the magazine said
0: let's kind of hear what how she's running through these (laughs) these weird conversation segue starters (laughs) that she's going through
1: uh she's like okay okay um how do you feel about apples i really like apples um uh pears okay no that's another fruit iris think of thing else vegetables vegetables are a good thing to do yep yep we could talk about vegetables um the the people in the restaurant and uh, the weather the weather's snowing i like snow do you like snow oh, you know he likes snow this is so confusing um and she's just kind of going over stuff like that it's not really making any sense and i don't think any of it's gonna stick or will she remember it when <laughs> it actually gets to that point
0: so the bouquet of iris flowers that you took home with you, mm-hmm. um, I, I would imagine they're, you know, especially being in your presence, they are alive and thriving. Yeah. And you, you hear their their voices, their, their voices are chorus and they all like sing together. And they're just like, the pretty girl in the dress tonight, I hope that you will shine so bright. Thank you so much. I'm so
1: nervous, but these dresses are great. They just like have so much airflow. She's not wearing underwear, of course.
0: Just remember to breathe. Breathe. And they like all inhale together.
1: She does it with them.
0: Yeah, and relax.
1: Right. It's fine. And
0: if all goes right, give him some
1: ass. I've already done that so many times, though. That's the confusing part. Okay. Maybe I'll go to his door. Maybe, maybe I should go to his. Maybe I should show in this initiative. So. Um, it doesn't feel so formal, because I heard right in this magazine that you're supposed to try to keep it really casual. What do you think?
0: They all turn at the same time and look at you and sing in unison. <laughs> don't be so desperate for this guy if he fucks up again. Look in his eyes and say bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think he's gonna fuck up again? Oh my gosh, I don't know if my heart could take that.
0: On that... Your doorbell, because of course these dorms have doorbells, and it's like a, it's like, yeah, 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 like echoes, and it turns into a bit of a song. Oh, the flowers kind of start like, anyways, that happens.
1: She's heard it so many times, just kind of like, and so she goes to the mirror, she like fixes her hair one more time, looks back at the irises, and goes, Okay, wish me luck. And then goes to the door and like slowly opens.
0: Good cool. lord! You open the door and they just like get cut off and singing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna rewind really quick to Kane looking at yourself in the mirror right next to your front door. What are you wearing? What what are you doing?
4: <laughs> I have one pair of clothes, so he's wearing <laughs> hes wearing his, his leather jacket, ripped jeans, his go-to aviators. He kind of picks them up, and he, he, he looks in the mirror, but then he looks in the reflection of his aviators, and he starts just using those, and he's kind of, like, fixing his hair and checking if there's anything in his teeth. <sighs> you swear that you
0: see a reflection right next to your head of two green glowing eyes and a giant up-to-its-ear
4: smile. It just ding! Really quick. Listen here, you little shit. You you need to fuck off. Like you have like over winter break. That was fantastic. You you didn't even come near me. You didn't bother me. This needs to go well, okay? So, He's gone. You're an asshole. I'd <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagine at, at this point your your clothes are looking a little bit like Prince Cluckington has kind of taken bites of various parts of your clothes every now yeah. and then. So there's like little <laughs> tears and stuff. But honestly, they're tasteful. It's kind of worked out in your clothes' favor. They look cooler
4: over time this week has been really hard on kane and he actually kind of found a friend in peter because kane, iris is usually his go-to person and without that cornerstone in his social group he's like well who do i talk to now i mean i never had to leave this building to <laughs> go talk to people so i'm just gonna talk to prince cluckington uh so he, he's kind of looking at uh peter uh prince cluckington and he's like you know i it's been a really hard week and i, I just want to say man i I, re- I really appreciate you being here kind of adding some new style to my jacket I didn't know it could actually get any cooler it's, it's giving me a little bit of confidence And uh, c- 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 can you cluck once if, if I look good it just it, Peter slash
0: Prince Cluckington is hacking at, at his corn just mindlessly and just like looks at you and just a bunch of corn falls from its mouth
4: this is going to be a disaster <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would imagine that at this point in your room, he kind of has his own little corner, right, with like a little bowl and.
4: It's a fucking mess, yeah. Like, yeah, there's just corn everywhere. He poops wherever he wants. And like... Actually, in fact, his corner is the only place that doesn't have poop because that little shit knows <laughs> that he owns that corner. Oh <laughs> my Well, well, You know what? I don't. Need, I don't. I don't. I don't need your approval anyway. I, 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 I got her once before. I. I I could do it again. Right? Why am I asking you? It's rhetorical. And he kind of storms out the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you you walk down the hallway. It's not that far away from Iris. Uh, You do pass Abel's room, of course, because it is in the way. And when you pass it, that's it. Like, it's just the door is still shut. So we basically are going to cut to you in front of Iris's door. You ring the bell. After 30 seconds of Beautiful's music, the door opens up and you're looking
4: at Iris. Hi. Hey. Um, hey. You, you look amazing. It's actually, uh, you look great.
1: Thank you. Um, I, I, I I've never really wore a lot of dresses, so I thought I would try it out. So, um, I guess we should get going, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I called a cab about 15 minutes ago, so it should be probably downstairs for us, I hope.
1: And she stops and then kind of looks at and him and says, You look really nice, too. You always look nice.
4: Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that chicken you gave me is actually uh, kind of cool. He's, he's been a really good company for me the last week. Oh. Not, not that I've been like super down, and he starts getting defensive. Not because I've been super down, but, like I've been fine. It's all good. Like it's just yeah. you know nice having him around, and like he's really clean and tight. He's not mm. clean and tidy, and you know <laughs> he just keeps the place really fresh. He does not keep the place fresh. But uh, maybe maybe we should just um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's get go. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go
1: yeah. 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 <laughs>
4: So, Avery, when I had asked
0: you what sort of date idea or restaurant Kane had in mind, you had mentioned that you wanted uh, something, you know, fancier and maybe something kind of uh, Italian food or something like that. So, uh, you're in luck. O'Caven has one such place. It is probably one <laughs> of the higher-end dining experiences that O'Caven has. It's a pretty small town. So, you and Iris are heading to Giuseppe's Alfredo House. So, Giuseppe's Alfredo House, when you walk in... You know, on the exterior is this beautiful brown brick building. Uh looks very old, like the rest of the town. And you walk in, and it is pretty <laughs> lively. Amazing. There is a lot of people that, oh, you wanted this nice romantic kind of candlelit dinner alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the case. Everyone here seems to be on <laughs> date nights. Uh, right. It looks, you know, a little tackier than it should. There's a few kind of plastic different salamis and fruits and vegetables hanging, you know, from different areas. And you see this massive soup salad and breadstick bar in the corner. And you walk into the all these crowds and you see one of the waiters just looking stressed and overwhelmed and he looks at you and goes Oh, oh no. Please just okay. sit, sit, sit everywhere. A- anywhere you can find. I think there's <laughs> something over there. And you see he's just got a huge hand of salad and bread bowls and shit that he just runs off with. So you two are there.
1: Wow, those platters look really heavy. Should we help them?
4: No, they're, pay- they're paid to do that. We're, we can just sit down. It's, oh. it's their job to give us the food. Right. <laughs> this, is, right. this is actually the... Highest-rated Italian restaurant in Okavina. I saw in the pamphlet, pamphlet in the pamphlet. It'll do.
1: It's fine. <laughs> I think it's great. There's lots of music and people and food and.
4: Well, uh, why, why don't you choose where we sit?
1: Hmm. She looks around and is there like a booth like near a window?
4: Yeah. There's
0: there's one more booth right in the back. She like just skips over to it and sits down. And a waiter approaches and says, Hello, welcome to Giuseppe's Alfredo house. My name is Red Plains, but Oh, oh, Kane. Kane, hello, Mr. Director. How, how, how are you doing?
4: Rudd, you work here?
0: Hey, man. <laughs> and Iris, from your perspective, you just see probably the gangliest man you've ever seen. These really long arms, this lanky frame, almost looks more like an alien. And he <laughs> just kind of stares at you and uh, waves. Hi. And he just got this
4: big smile on his face.
0: I'm- I'm Iris. Hi, Iris. Are you Mr. Kane, Director Man's girlfriend?
4: Right, I told you like seven times, man. The name's just Kane, okay? We all- we all eat the same sandwich platters. Uh, I'm so sorry, (laughs) Kane. (laughs) Kane, (laughs) Please please don't fire me. No, I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna fire you, man.
0: Okay, my- my great-great-great-grandfather was a star of the stage,
4: and my family expects me to do the same the circus stage slips out of his mouth and then he kind of covers it Iris um, I I mean- just,
1: just stares at him for a second like what?
4: I mean, it's great you're a waiter because your long arms must really serve you. You know, you can reach across the tables to the, you know, the third wheels at the end. It's one of the things Um,
0: that I actually excel at. He points to a wall and you see that he's been employee of the month for the past four years. And (laughs) and, and, like all the pictures are of his arms holding like an outrageous amount of food.
4: Um, (laughs) (laughs) 48 and counting. That's very impressive, Red.
1: Thank you. Iris puts a hand on on uh, his arm and goes, "Red, I think that's amazing. I'm just so happy for you. You must be really brilliant to be Employee of the Month that many times. I am just really, really happy that you're here and you're our waiter."
0: You see, like something comes over his face that it's this is a feeling he's never felt before, like genuine praise. Oh, like <laughs> she gives him like the biggest <laughs> smile, and he goes, "Um." Uh, He kind of, like, snaps out of it. Can I offer you any free, um, unlimited bread and salads? I love bread and salad! Is there anything else that you would like to eat here at Giuseppe's Alfredo House?
4: Well, I... If, I think we gotta take a look at the menu first, and then... Uh, oh, shit! We'll the let the you menu! Go,
0: right? I, I'm so sorry! And, um, he's about, like, three feet away from you, but his arms just extend long enough that the, the menus drop in front of both of you. <laughs> I'll give you some time! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he walks
4: away. Yeah, so that that's right. He's actually the star of the film I'm working on.
1: I think he needs a lot more praise in his life, King. He seems, um, very self-conscious.
4: For good first semester and a little bit of the second. He was bullied a lot in our class, but uh, we're good buds. I, I try to look out for him.
1: I'm really happy you do that. Um, she kind of like gets awkward and like looks down at the menu and goes, Apples! Apples! How do you feel about... um? Oh, this is really weird, isn't it, Kane?
4: Apples are weird?
1: No, I mean, just this. I mean... <laughs> It's hard to start over, because we've already been through so much, and I'm trying to do what you're supposed to do on a first date, but it's hard, because we already know each other so well.
4: No, you're right. I mean, we, we've had, like, four months of his... five months of history. Four? Four? Uh-oh. Hey, I should know this. He kind of looks down. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of history in a very short amount of time, and... We have! I, doing this first date thing, I mean, it's a step we miss, but it's a step I don't miss, if mm. that makes sense.
1: Yeah! I think it kind of
4: does. There's a barrier between us that I've built, and I understand that it's going to take time for that to come down, and I know it's something that we can be okay with, but it's still there, you know? Um, So, I mean, I wouldn't mind cutting the crap of this front that I always seem to put on and just... uh, We just have it out. This is awkward. This is weird. (sighs) I still love you so much, and I... That's what he does, he trails off. Because I literally can't think of anything else to say. So freaking, that's happened. He's like, I and he starts talking.
1: She takes his hand and goes. I know. It's 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 I love you too, Kane. Well, um, one step at a time. Hey, let's order. I think that's a great step right now. Cause I'm really hungry actually. I didn't really eat anything today because I was so nervous. I shouldn't have read yep. all those magazines. <sighs>
4: I actually ate too much because I was nervous. <laughs> 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 um, so I might I might start with an appetizer and see where it goes. Um, hey, spinach dip, and he kind of looks. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I brought
0: you your unlimited soup salad and bread, and you see that in his hands he probably, like, in each arm has about ten orders of each of those things, they're just that fucking long, and he, like, lays them all out in front of you, it's a lot of bread and soup and salad, and he kind of looks really pleased with himself, and he looks back at Iris, and he goes excuse me, kind lady, (laughs) but I just want to say that um, if you're going on a date with this fine gentleman then you should count yourself very lucky because um, I have not been treated by very many people who are nice and and who? When Aurora Stella yells at me and says that uh, that monkeys or a broom can act better than I can. Um, once she said a to toaster because it's more complex than anything that I can bring to the camera. And
4: oh. <laughs> um, he's just nodding like.
0: Yeah, and this man right here stood up and proved that I could be the guy in the green gill suit. Me, run planes, bud. Who would have thought?
1: <laughs> Iris like slowly turns to games do that
4: for him in his head kane knew, knew like he knows it is absolutely out of necessity the way he acted <laughs> but he says yeah
1: you know what she does she looks at kane and she has like a whole new appreciation for him she pushes aside <laughs> all like the bulls and stuff climbs over and just hops onto his lap and starts kissing
0: him Oh my god. No. <laughs> and as that's happening, Rudd begins to serenade you, going, When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. And someone from the kitchen goes, Hey, Rudd, we got an order. Come on, hurry up and get your long arms here. Okay, see you later, Kane and Iris.
1: Iris, like, pulls away and goes, I'm sorry, I was just, wow, I'm just so happy that you did that. Look how you touched someone's life, Kane. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. I That's the f- I've never done that before. That that's a am- that's amazing. Can we kiss more?
1: She <laughs> just nods and
0: starts making out
4: with
1: little <laughs> more.
0: And as you start making out in the same booth with like just an absurd amount of soup salad and breadsticks in front of you. <laughs> And our camera pans away from you two making out to outside the window, kind of looking out at this lovely evening on this beautiful building of Giuseppe's Alfredo House. You see the neon sign of the restaurant. And on that, our camera will fade away from you two. Zach! So in this time, uh, obviously we left you on a rather high dramatic note there with your, you literally leading a police breakout of your crew. And, uh, it seemed that maybe things weren't the best with you and the society when, when you last parted ways. So let us know as we kind of are about to transition into the springtime, we're about to do this winter jump. Um, what has he been doing uh, in this time? What would you like to focus on? Okay. Um, how long has it been? I, I mean, as as much as you want. Like, if you just want it to be a day after the fight, that's fine.
6: Okay. Zach has been trying to actively avoid the group as much as possible. Uh, even if he might see them in, you know, the quad or on his way to classes. Uh, and uh, he's been a little quiet uh, and reserved even to his uh, his bandmates. Oh, um, he's also destroyed his guitar. This is the second guitar that he's destroyed this campaign. So actually, he's he's pretty much jonesing for uh, for a replacement.
0: Is there uh, like a music supply store in town? There is, yes. It is called Tickle the Ivories, and it is Oak Haven's finest music store, as they proudly advertise. They also leave out that it's in fact Oak Haven's only music store, but there you go. Hmm. So, Zach, you approach Tickle the Ivories, and when you enter, it's a pretty impressive music store. They have, uh, you know, all it's neatly organized, lots of sections, pretty much every instrument you can think of. And you hear someone jamming on the piano, and he says from over the piano, Welcome to Tickle the Ivories. And you see that you're looking at someone who looks like, like a really old rocker almost, like a 70-year-old rock star. Hey,
6: dude, listen... For a uh, for totally legal reason, I, uh, I destroyed my guitar. Do you have electric guitars here? I know you have, uh, ugh, pianos, but.
0: Uh... Hey man, we got anything you need, and trust me, the, uh, the long list of, and he does in finger quotes, illegal things that people do to break their guitars. Oh, <laughs> your head would spin if I told you, buddy.
6: Oh, well shit, man, listen. If that's the way we do business here, I've got some uh, legal things in the truck if you're interested.
0: Are you proposing? And he does his fingers up the keyboard and exchange.
6: I am proposing a. and he's going to pull a guitar from the rack and start riffing it.
0: (laughs) Exchange. (laughs) He's got to do the exchange and I feel like right now they're just kind of break out in like 16 bars of playing together. He goes, man, I fucking dig your style, bro. This is great. Okay, what are you playing? Just let me know and I'll uh, rig it up for you.
6: Yeah, man, I need an electric uh, guitar, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, any sort of specific uh, model, color, look? Wh- what are you going for? What's your style, man?
6: I like me a nice flame design or or a f- uh, sunburst, but uh, brand doesn't really matter as long as it's not one of those, you know, knockoff crap.
0: Why don't you go to your car and you bring whatever you think that this is worth and we'll uh, we'll meet in five.
6: My dude, we've got a
0: deal. And he's like finger-gunning you as he's walking backwards. Do the exchange! Yeah, yeah! So what are you going to grab from your car? What are you going to trade him for?
6: Okay, uh, so Zach has, oh man, he's got a kilo of ayahuasca. Oh my god, a kilo of ayahuasca? (laughs) He's going to get about half of that and as he's just kind of sifting through stuff, he's going to stop for a second and just kind of think about bull steel and a shiver's going to run down his spine and he's going to take a quick look around for him just in case
0: Ah, okay yeah yeah yeah. um i want you to roll okay. uh let's do a, let's do a roll dark for me give me a gaze into oh, the oh i'm so bad at that uh that's a nine hey that's not bad okay so on a seven to nine you get the choice the visions are confusing and alarming or the visions are lucid and detailed but you gain the condition drained
6: Ooh. you know i want a nice uh nice crazy picture give me confusing and alarming confusing
0: and alarming okay so you as you're kind of thinking of bull steel just trying to you know you you've established that you can connect with your hive but i'm going to say you know the more that you are practicing this talent you might be able to get kind of vague images from other people if you think really hard so as you're trying to think of bull steel and this weird hatred that you two have for each other i'm going to say that hatred alone is enough to hook into something that you see And you swear that you see Bullsteel examining a bunch of evidence in a room. You're not sure what the evidence is at all. It looks very fuzzy. But then you swear that you can see, like, a living green snake coiled around Bullsteel's neck. Oh, what the
6: fuck, man? That's metal. And it kind of snaps back. Okay. I think I'm good. So he's going to take a half a kilo of ayahuasca. He's going to take a big old dime bag of weed. Uh-huh. And a uh,
0: couple
6: uh, sample packs of other assorted goodies. And uh, he's going to pack that all in his uh, his guitar case. And he's going to just uh, exit the... The Hivemobile.
0: Yeah, so as you kind of skip with your bag of definitely legal mm-hmm. goodies, 100%, um, totally nope, nothing no in that bag, you enter the back of the store, and you see uh, our friend is back jamming on his piano, and next to him is, you see the guitar that you have wanted for your whole life. It is in the shape of a crescent moon and it has like this like blue flame design running all the way from the base. Even the strings, the strings seem to even continue like the flame pattern. And as as, like he moves the guitar, he's like, man, check this out. And he shows you, and like when, when the strings hit the light differently, blue kind of ripples across them.
6: Oh my god, by the pubes
0: of Van Halen,
6: this thing is
0: epic! (laughs) Haven't heard that one before, but I'm gonna steal it! And he pulls out a a pencil from the back of his ear and writes that down. That's Feel free,
6: my dude, feel free. Okay, okay, like, how much much are we talking about here? No, no, you know what? I'm getting a little over ahead of myself. He's gonna take one last paranoid look around, and kind of open the guitar case. Um, Almost kind of like a like a treasure chest the camera's gonna uh show uh and it's gonna glow in his face
0: he looks at it and yeah it's it's literally like the fucking scene from pulp fiction just like the gold just hits hits his eyes as he beholds this mother load and he looks at you and he goes yeah you know what man i think we could totally work something out dude this is this uh this payment's pretty fucking rock and roll if you know what i mean and he shakes your hand. He says, all right, man, let's get you to the front. Let's get your name, get some of your information, and you can be the proud owner of this sexy guitar right here. Let's go, man. And yeah, Zach, he takes care of you, and you are now the proud owner of that beautiful blue Flayton guitar. So as our camera kind of fades on that, is there anything else that you wanted to do over the months besides just kind of generally avoiding the group? Yeah.
6: Um, Zach is probably after a week of... Of of that, uh, he's going to approach Alexis, probably like after band practice or something.
0: Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll, our camera kind of shifts to after a band practice, and you see Alexis. Yeah, she she's been a bit quiet to you as well, and she's not really paying a lot of attention. Um, and she she packs her things really quietly after Travis goes. All right, guys, that was pretty awesome, Brian. I can't fucking say it again. Stop sucking, like. You just generally be better in life across the board. Alexis, wonderful as usual. Zach, great to have you back, buddy. You're the best. I mean, we can't say it enough. We just love you, especially because you bailed us out of prison. That was great. I mean,
6: you know, man, anytime you need it, I'll uh, I'll do my best.
0: All right, Brian, let's go. I'm getting you drunk tonight, buddy. You need to loosen the fuck up. And Travis walks away with Brian, and Alexis is left alone with you in, in the room, and she's uh, quietly packing up all of her stuff.
6: Man, Brian... Doesn't get any better, eh? No, he sucks, but,
0: you know, uh, he's kind of like our team mascot, so we kind of got to keep him around. He's our team mascot? Really? Yeah, I know. Travis and I have talked about it. He's not really our good luck thing, but, I mean, think about it. Every time we rock, he is just kind of there, so it feels weird if we kick him. It might, like, jinx us. I don't want to do
6: that. I feel that, man.
0: Anyways, I I guess I should uh, (laughs) go. And she tries to kind of sidestep out of the way and walk past you.
6: Wait, wait. Alexis, listen, man. I gotta air some fucking dirty laundry, you know? Okay. I feel like, uh, really shitty, and, uh, it's... What month is it? Ah, uh, February. Fuck, man. Fuck. February, what a time. We haven't really, like, chatted much since, what, November? Halloweenish time?
0: Yeah, I mean, things have been, uh, you know, kind of crazy, but, you know, we're, we're, we're still jamming, that's cool, you know? Yeah, we, man. We still rock, and... I don't know. Hey, thanks for the whole prison thing, by the way. Yeah.
6: Anytime. Like, seriously.
0: Are you sure the cops... Do, you're you sure you promised the cops don't remember? I mean, none of them would come after us, so... Whatever you and that creepy doctor did, you, you, it worked. Because they're not coming after us.
6: Yeah, man. That's, uh, partially what I wanted to mention today. Okay. Listen. Oh, boy. Something weird happened on that, uh, that tower with with Coffee Bob. You know that time that my jaw was totally broken and then the next day it was, like, totally fine?
0: Yeah, it was really weird. You got fucked up. Yeah,
6: I know. I got, like, totally fucked up. There was no fucking surgery, though. What? Listen, man, I'm gonna tell you something and it's gonna blow your fucking mind, but you just gotta just gotta hear me out, okay? Uh, okay. He's gonna kind of start breathing heavy and start... Okay, sucking himself up. So, listen. I could tell you, but I think it's better if I show you. Um, okay, one sec, uh, I'm thinking of Brian, okay, Brian is, oh, gotta roll, oh jeez, that's an 11. Okay, listen, Brian's, what the fuck, he's, he's just outside, he's, he's making an origami fucking lifting crane? (laughs) yeah not like the bird like the actual open the door right now look
2: she
0: she she does and and sure enough he he, he, you see him like cranking his like you see that he's managed to find a way that the arm can kind of lower (laughs) and and uh, raise itself with his origami bends, and he looks at you guys what i I played okay sorry i suck today geez
6: no problem brian hey uh just uh you know maybe practice your riffs a little bit. It's it's all going to be good, man. And he closes the door. Fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> he says the <laughs> exact
0: same thing to you when you shut the door. Um, <laughs> and Alexis looks at you and goes, "You can re- you can read my mind?" Yeah, kind of. "How long have how long have you had this?" Um, pretty much since welcome week. She fucking pushes you into the wall. "And you didn't tell me?" Dude,
6: Listen, it's supposed to be kinda hush hush. You have
0: superpowers, you don't tell me until February you knew about it in
6: September. Okay, listen. First of all, superpowers is really fucking push it. I can fucking spy on people who I've slept with. Whoop de fuck. I mean
0: I mean that's pretty that's pretty cool.
6: Yeah. Uh I know, it's fucking awesome. I've been practicing it all fucking year. It's getting slightly better, but still. I wish I had like, I don't know. Cool fucking hypnotism powers, you know. I can I can d- distract people with the power of my tunes, but that's actually that's that's probably the coolest thing I can do.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty ah. metal. What were we talking about again? Hey, so okay, um, listen, I'm not I'm not doing anything. Do you want to just let's just like roll a doobie, go for a little walk, and just explain to me what the hell you are? Because I feel like we've been really weird since our little. Ménage à at yeah. uh, Halloween. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's cool, like, whatever. I'm fine, I don't give a shit, but, like, you know, I kind of just miss my buddy. Hey, man, I miss my buddy, too. Yeah, I'll take you up on that offer. And she kind of punches you in the arm. Don't ever not tell me you have powers again. Got it? Got it. Oh. Or I'll use your head as a snare drum. I don't doubt that and she smacks you in the ass. Ooh. And you walk out into the cold February evening. And I'm going to say that basically, how like do, do you want to just level with her about everything?
6: Yeah. He's going to... He's been keeping this in since, uh, well, this this whole podcast started. So uh, he's going confid, to uh, confidant for her. and uh, Cool. Yeah, even the shit that he probably shouldn't he's going to tell her about. He's going to tell her about the manatees. He's going to tell her about the pixies.
0: Just just come totally clean, eh? Yeah. Okay. So what I'll say is, um, you know, we obviously don't have to play that out, but she now knows everything everything that has transpired over the entire campaign, Alexis now knows. So as the two begin their doobie walk around the campus, um, I'll say that kind of as soon as you, you walk out, you see Evelyn like making her way to the library and you kind of make eye contact. And this probably isn't the first time that you've ignored her, so you know, you kind of both go your separate ways as you begin speaking to Alexis about uh, the truth and filling her in on everything.
6: I will say uh, the one thing that he's going to obfuscate is uh things about the society specifically and the members
0: okay cool okay so you you kind of just call them like your friends and it's just it's it's very i mean they can probably put together who's who based on is who who is around you but you obviously don't give up any of their personal information yeah wonderful okay so zach as you sit alexis down and tell her all of your adventures, all 23 episodes worth, our camera's going to pan away from you two for a time. Our camera opens back up on Kane and Iris.
4: Uh, Have you left the restaurant? Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to necessarily do in the restaurant?
1: No, no, everything was good. Once we leave the restaurant, there's something that Iris is going to bring up.
0: Yeah, so you leave the restaurant, and most of the streets of Oakhurst are pretty quiet. You can just kind of hear the gentle uh, noise trickling out of Giuseppe's at this point. What would you like to do?
1: Um, hey, I I know, I don't know if you were planning on doing anything else afterwards, but I had an idea. Okay. Why, did you have one too?
4: No, you first.
1: Okay, um, well, I remember when you were saying when we had that horrible conversation, which was kind of good because it kind of brought us back together a little bit. But you said that the way you are right now isn't who you wanted to be, even your clothes. So did you maybe want to go shopping for some new clothes that you actually like, Kane?
4: Oh, that like shakes his core. Like his entire identity is aviators, to. leather jacket. So he's like, he, he's visibly uncomfortable. He starts shifting. He's, he's rubbing him. his legs like, uh, um, Not that's if you a don't really- want to. Um, maybe, maybe when I build up a little more courage. That's a really big step for me. Um, okay. M- maybe yeah. next year. Or, or third Maybe year.
0: next
2: year. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: No
4: problem. This is good. This is good.
1: Are, are you sure? Okay.
4: My heart is really full from that gesture, but also terrified. So you've planted terrifies the seed. you, Kane? Oh God, like... I don't know who I am. I mean, all I've ever known is these pants, this jacket, and these aviators. Have you ever seen me change?
1: (laughs) She, like, thinks for a second. She's like, oh, no.
4: You know how much laundry I have to do? I do laundry every day.
1: I guess you... (laughs) You have only that one shirt? Yeah. Can I ask... why, why, Why just the one... You You know me, I have a whole closet full of overalls. Why not a few white shirts or two leather jackets?
4: The demon put me here and he gave me a shirt, a jacket, aviators, pants, boots, and a sense of direction. I, since then, (laughs) day one got really fucking crazy. And since then, it's just been a moment after moment of kind of saving the campus and dying and reviving you and going to camp and breaking your heart and getting back together. I haven't had time to get another t-shirt, but huh. I think it'd be really great for us to do that at a later time.
1: Okay. Well wow. the seed is planted. Yeah. Whenever. I don't want to rush you, but I just thought I wanted to put it out there in case you wanted to. But okay, no more talk of that. We will not touch your clothes until you are ready.
4: Well I mean you can you can touch them whatever you want. It's just uh
1: she kind of gets like a wicked smile over her face. She's like, "Okay, good to know." But um, okay then, then I'm that's that's all I thought of. So, did you have anything else you wanted to do?
4: He's gonna make a bit of a bold move. He says, "I'm so full, but I'm still a little thirsty. I don't know about you."
1: Sure, yeah.
4: He, you- he squints <laughs> one eye for a second. Then he says, "I am." It's been a while. A while? (laughs) Maybe we should just go home. (laughs) Just like I'll I'll walk you home. I'll I'll just walk you home. What are you saying? What are you saying? He's like, it's fine. (laughs) He see, he feels Evelyn shaking her head from a (laughs) metaphor. Just being like, you fucking. Oh, piece of crap. Um, <laughs> he's like, no, it's cool. Too fast. This is our first date back. It's fine. I just, uh, I'm just, um, uh, can, can we bury that move on? <laughs> the reason he asked, uh, the reason Avery the player is asking is because if he uses one more uh, move, infernal move, then he goes as dark as self because he, his demon has four strings on him and he can't get rid of them unless he has sex with people. So he's like, can I please have some leash? <laughs> I'm not oh useless. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but she, you don't know that.
1: <laughs> she, walks, she walks back. As they're like walking back, Iris is like, oh my gosh. She's like, are we supposed to be waiting to have sex? She's like, how long do you think we're supposed to be waiting? She's like going through all this stuff in her head. And she's like, it's her. Our-
4: I just figured because, you know, you launched yourself across the table. I got a little excited. I maybe read the room wrong. It was a really busy room. I was hoping it was a little more. It'd be a little more okay? private. She but- like,
1: she like puts a finger on his. Uh, she puts a finger on his lips. It- because- Kane, come back to my hot tub, please.
4: He like just kind of smiles and he says, Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A week has been a really long time.
4: I'm glad we're on the same page. Yay, I can remove a single (laughs) string. How exciting. (laughs) Yeah, so as you two
0: begin to reconcile in the hot tub with minds and bodies, uh, our camera is going to kind of fade out on you and pull up. As you're kind of both having sex in the hot tub, um, again, our camera kind of pans and you see sitting in the trees still with his bright green eyes. The demon's just watching with this like cold look on his face, and a breeze comes and just kind of blows him away into particles into, like, a, a puff of smoke. And that scene fades away. Iris, you wake up early in the morning, before Kane. and you're both in bed together. And, like, I'm saying that the sun is like, you can just start to see the kind of faint orange hues crossing through the purple shades of evening. As the uh, morning hasn't even broken yet, but you're up. You can hear uh, the li- you can hear your your iris flowers singing like it's time to wake. The sun has come, just like you and him did last night. <laughs> oh, so iris, um, at this point the campus is is quiet. What do you want to do?
1: She she turns and like looks over at Cain sleeping, kind of smiles at him, um thinking about everything, and, uh, she writes, uh, she grabs a scrap of paper, writes a note, that says, hey, um, just went out for a little fly, um, be back soon, and puts it on the pillow, and then she's gonna get dressed and fly to the society.
0: So, Iris, you fly over to the society, and even this early in the morning, you can see that there's light under the red door as if it looks like somebody's up. She knocks the door just opens of its own accord. And in the hallway, Iris, as soon as you walk in, you see hanging from a hammock in the corner of the room is Lucky O'Wobbles having a wonderful sleep. <laughs> but a voice comes around from the corner and says, Iris, please come in. Make yourself at home.
1: Hi. I I know it's early. I actually don't know what time it is. I just saw the sun was up. And she like closes the door behind her.
0: (laughs) When you round the bend into the main room, you see, just like it always is, the fires dancing in multicolors. The chairman is sitting in his usual spot with his bone cane kind of hanging next to him on the chair like it always is. And he's sitting there uh, quietly and he goes, Iris, would you like some breakfast brought to you? please take a seat and he waves sure. his hand and a chair pulls out oh and okay. he snaps his fingers and you hear serby oh oh oh, oh, oh good morning guys good morning Hi. beautiful here's a bowl of gruel just for you ha. and Ooh. slams like a bowl of oatmeal oh. on the table and they kind of <laughs> <laughs> walk away
1: <laughs> wow i thought i was gonna be imposing because sometimes i wake up really early and kane says it's too early go back to bed but wow you guys are like up
0: Uh, yes, I do keep irregular hours. Uh, Iris, what can I do for you this fine morning? Um... I sense that you've come here for a reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, a a bit of a reason. Um, I've had this thought going through my head that, um, I actually made a promise about, so I have to follow through with it, even though it terrifies me a bit. But I guess, um, I wanted to know if you had some information for me. I Concerning. Um demons.
0: He looks at you curiously and says, I assume this is regarding Cain and the power in which lives in him?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to do it to help him, but I want to do it for myself, too, and, and everybody on campus, all the innocent people, and uh, this demon seems nice, but I know he has his own agenda, and who knows, if, 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 if we start progressing in a way for things with you, He could potentially stop that, too, and I just, I feel like his darkness. I just don't know how much longer I can just be okay with it being here. And I was wondering if there was a way we could get rid of it.
0: He stands up and kind of waves his hand and the bone cane lifts off the chair and kind of hovers and finds its way back into his hand. And he claps it down a few times, thinking, looking at the fire, turns back around to you and says, You realize that to do this will be difficult, to say the least. I can sense the power that lives within Cain, and it is vast. I'm afraid, Iris, that you cannot destroy a creature such as the one that haunts your boyfriend. But you can capture him.
1: Her eyes kind of light up at that. Capture? I think I'd prefer capture over kill anyway.
0: Iris, you cannot do this alone. I charge you with finding individuals within your group that you can trust. I'll guide the way, but if I interfere too much, this thing might sense my energy in it. Yeah. I need you to keep it as quiet as possible and within the confines of people that you can trust that will be able to shield their thoughts from the demon. That takes an incredible amount of skill and concentration. Pick those that you know that you can trust, but also exhibit an incredible amount of self-discipline.
1: Okay. Wow, I don't know if that's me, then. I don't know if I could shield my thoughts. I don't even know if I can lie to Cain. I don't really do well with lying.
0: But I suggest that you don't think of it as lying, simply withholding the truth.
1: I feel bad not telling him, but I know if I get him involved, then the demon's going to be involved.
0: It would put him at risk.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh, and we just had our first date. Now I'm going to withhold the truth from him. That's great. Um... Mm-hmm.
0: I can I- provide you with submaterial material for you to begin the process, but as I said, my involvement must be limited, lest the being feel my presence in it.
1: Does it involve hurting people? Trapping this demon? Is it going to hurt Cain?
0: I don't know. Uh, You must understand, Iris, that this is not a exact science, but what I can tell you is if you convince this thing to leave your boyfriend alone, he will be just that. Plain. He'll be no more than a human, with no access to powers.
1: I guess I have some thinking to do. Thank you for telling me this, and please keep this to yourself. I assure you. Okay. Thanks. Um, I guess I'm... Y- Iris?
0: Hmm? Did you destroy the tether?
1: Kane smashed it. We do we see the pieces, Eric? Like, we, the pieces were there, right?
0: Yeah, and they kind of sunk into the snow.
1: Yeah, yeah, they... It, I saw it break, and... and Fall into the ground. So I guess so.
0: He just looks at you through his glasses and you see the fire kind of crackling off his glasses, almost like the anime style that you can't see his eyes anymore. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And he just kind of shakes his head and says, Good. I'm glad.
1: I'm going to head back and think about this some more.
0: Iris, you are going to want to look at this before you do anything. And he waves his hand, Iris, and from one of his many bookshelves that surround the room uh, kind of encircling it one book comes out it looks from very old very dusty it looks like it's made of this patchy material and it could be you know hundreds thousands of years old even it looks so worn and iris says it gently lands its way into your hands you see that it reads of demonology
1: iris is almost like scared to take it like even just the <laughs> subject matter
0: I recommend you use a tissue while handling it, as it is made of human skin, after all.
1: Oh, Iris, like, steps back from it, and she goes, Oh, okay, wow, this is all becoming very real. Um, she, like, picks up a napkin off the table where the breakfast was and, like, tries to take the book and is holding it like it's, like, the most disgusting thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a bag? I kind
2: of
0: flew here. <laughs> he smiles at you, Iris, and snaps his fingers. And all of a sudden, you find yourself staring at your door back at the treetops.
1: She, like, quietly goes in and, like, puts the book in, like, her closet. And then just kind of, like, hops up onto the bed. And then just kind of taps Kane on the shoulder. Uh, Good morning. <laughs>
4: I missed this. This is my favorite part of the day. Waking up next to you.
1: She, like, lays down and, like, snuggles up next to him. Um, and she, like, takes the note that was on her pillow and just, like, brushes it onto the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can I ask you, um, a pretend question? Kind of like, um, yeah, like, pretend. Sure. Um, say, for instance, you could, I, I, I know that that what the demon did really helped you, and I'm not saying that you're, you're not in a great place. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you could go back and, and start again, and you didn't have all these crazy amazing powers that the demon gave you, would you be mad?
4: I think it depends on necessity. If there were still things happening on this campus that the society needed to take care of, then I think it's my duty to kind of make that sacrifice until those things are taken care of. Hmm. But I mean, if, if I knew nothing and I was ignorant to the whole situation and just a guy, that'd be probably the best thing I could imagine. As long as I don't have to go back home.
1: No, no. If you just uh, had to stay... Here, I guess. I just was wondering how much you enjoyed having the powers, if it was one of the big things that you wanted to
3: keep
4: Pretend! I, I mean I mean, really looking back at history, how often has it worked out? I mean, I got thrown through like three levels of that frat house and <laughs> my <laughs> arm broken all in like five minutes. I know I I wouldn't miss it, honestly. <laughs> and really? He, <laughs> laughs, yeah. okay. um, and he and he actually gets serious for a moment and he says, No, really, if, if my powers were gone, I mean As long as the world around me is okay and there's no duty to perform for it, then, yeah, I think I'd be okay.
1: She just nods her head and says, okay.
4: I mean, I'd feel kind of lame if I was with you because you're, like, this super cool fairy and then I'm just a a dude, but...
1: Hey, no. It's what you bring into the world that's important and and how you use what you have. And there's a lot of good stuff in you, Kane. So you wouldn't be ordinary, don't worry. Plus, you have seven abs, and she, like, counts them out.
4: (laughs) Wow, throwback. (laughs) It's been, like, what, 20 episodes since these babies have been mentioned? And he starts poking
2: them. And she says, okay, that's, that's all. You always
4: know what to say to make me feel good, and I really appreciate that.
2: Any uh,
1: Anytime.
4: The camera sails past through
0: Iris's glass back door, past the steam of the hot tub and onto this wintry campus. And just like we did the last season transition of fall into winter, so too does it transition from winter to spring. And we can see the sun rise up and down as time passes, and eventually all of the snow melts and we find ourselves on a lush, green, and multicolored campus. The flowers are in bloom, and all of the trees are alive and thriving, as Oakhurst finds itself in the spring of 1991. And as the bell tolls, our camera will fade away. Our camera opens back up inside the evidence room. Ah. Bullsteel is sitting there. You see, since we've seen him last, clearly some months have passed. He now has a bunch of gray scruff huge bags under his eyes. There's stacks of paper everywhere and he just whips um, the the pages out and he goes, God damn it! Every time I get close we always go back to the fact that the CCTV cams have been fucking destroyed. It's my word against his and nothing that I can build a case against these fuckers is gonna help. And you see that on his wall. He's got like that kind of red string uh, thing going on. You see like, you see all the members of the hive and you see it goes to molly molly and you see it kind of points off and you see that like abel is there with a bunch of questions asking you know where his whereabouts could be why he disappeared all, all things like that and bull Steel sits down amongst all the evidence just insanely frustrated and confused and he just can't put them together And he stares out on a shelf of evidence from a multitude of cases that we mentioned in the prologue, including Mo Picton's, of course, and he just whispers quietly to himself, I wish there was something that I could do to catch those little fuckers. Anything! And the lights flicker. (gasps) Fuck. And coming from the darkness is a pair of bright green eyes no! as the clacks oh. of schoolboy shoes can be heard and just as he did for mo Picton before you hear you need to catch those little troublemakers <laughs> allow me to be of assistance and our camera snaps away no! <laughs> oh! My God.
5: Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons and Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltailtheatre.com. Talltale Theatre Collective, grow with us.